Welcome to the Anime Research Society, also known as ours, podcast episode 7, brought to you by CG Magazine and the Pixels and Ink podcast. Our mission, to explore the depths of anime, the good, the bad, and the absolutely insane. We'll, took a, we'll take a look at some of the best and worst of the season, and, some, and give you some recommendations to lead you on your research journey. I'm your host, Preston Doza, and joining us today are our panel of experts, Remington Joseph. Yo! Lisa Muir. Hello. And Cole Watson. Hello. And today, we are looking at an anime that I recommended last week. Well, not recommended more. I picked because this is the end of the winter season and really we were running out of good things to watch. So <laughs> I looked at a list and I was like, okay, yeah, let's pick this generic one. We are looking at Record of Grand Quest, Grand Crest War, also known as Grand Crest Senkai. And boy, um, I picked it not really expecting anything out of it. And to me, I was surprised by how much I was okay with it. Yeah. In the end. I, yeah. I was going in. I, I've been putting this one off all season. And then when you suggested it, I was just like, oh, okay, fine. And I actually enjoyed the first three episodes. Yeah. It, like, I. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into this as we deep dive into each of the episodes. I didn't dislike it as a whole, but there is one element in this show, which we'll get into later, that makes me not want to watch any episode of this ever again. And I think we all agree with you on this <laughs> one. <laughs> so I I want to like this show. I, I really want to, because it's right up my alley with fantasy stuff. As, as somebody who wants to, is even writing their own fantasy story, fantasy anime gets to me, like, instantly. Swords, magic, monsters, all of that. But this one does a couple of things that bother me so much that every time I'm watching it, I'm just like, they could have done this part better. And that makes me really hate this. They could have done it better. They could have done it a lot better. I, could, you, are, could you have done it better? Is that what you're trying to say? Are you basically yes, saying um, you should have written I'm basically, basically, I'm saying I'm amazing, uh, and I could write <laughs> a masterpiece. Remington is perfect, as yeah. we know. Master writer. I'm awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's about it. I mean, like after like looking at the synopsis and then looking at the first three episodes, I really feel like it doesn't have an identity. And like if it had a licensed property behind it, like I just kept thinking Fire Emblem when I was watching this. I feel like... It, I don't think the show would be stronger, but a lot more people would watch it just for the fan <laughs> Definitely. <service>. Definitely. <laughs> it's... On a surface level, everything about it looks like it's good, but once you look... Like, try to add any depth to it, it's just not there. Yeah. And that's, like, dragging the series down. Really? But I think the series is very self-reflective about the whole thing, because they, they call themselves on so many of those issues, like, throughout the entire first three but episodes. I don't think that makes it good, though. <laughs> Saying, that hey, look, we have okay. this problem, and not <laughs> fixing it doesn't make it a good thing. But you were able to forgive it with Be the Beginning. Um, because Be the Beginning had cool action. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this no. action isn't really cool. No, see, that, I don't know. No, 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 no. No, Remington, no. That's not a good enough no reason. This no. did not have that same cool action. Plus, with Be the Beginning, I was expecting a lot less. This, I was expecting more. Really? It yeah. seems like that should be reversed. No, yeah. because Be the Beginning, I don't like mystery series. So I wasn't expecting anything good. I wasn't expecting to like it. And Remington likes fantasy. Yeah. I like fantasy, 
I don't like this. I get you. It's the same way where you wanted to like be the beginning. Yeah, I guess, but at at least, hey, man, at least I was consistent with my series that I don't like. (laughs) That's all I gotta say. (laughs) Well, let's dive into the first three episodes, starting with episode one, Contract. And the synopsis is as follows. During the wedding... Oh, and before I actually we begin this, I'd like to say I hate literally all of the characters' names in this. I hate their last names. Why did they pick them? I don't know. <laughs> they're they're just, names. They're so they're so bad. I they're so them. they're bad and they're gen- or stupid generic. Yeah, yeah. they're like, bad. They're it's often both. Yeah. Really. Um, <laughs> and you'll understand what I mean as I read off the synopsis. During the wedding between Alex Du and Marine Kreisch, Mage Silica Miletas, see what, I'm, see what I mean, yeah. watches a chaos demon appear and kill the couple's fathers, the, Archdu- the Archdukes of Du and Kreisch. God! Ending <laughs> any chance of peace between the Fantasy Alliance and Factory Union, which are two nations on the continent who, are, who have been embroiled in war for several years. Sometime later... Silica is sent to form a contract with a lewd alliance lord with Irvin, a former Christ Chamberlain who seeks atonement for stopping Silica from saving the Archdukes. The two are soon attacked by Union soldiers sent by Mesto Midrak, only to be rescued by Theo Cronero, an independent lord who wishes to rescue his town, Villar, from its corrupt lord. Sensing an opportunity, Silica helps Theo raise his rank to a, to a knight and forms a contract with him. Later, Silica, Theo, and Irvin confront Medric and force him to surrender his crest and lands with Medric's mage Tartorus abandoning his lord for breaking the treaty of not attacking uncontracted mages. Now with his own domain, Silica tells Theo her next part of her plans to join the Union rather than the Alliance. And I'd like to start off the discussion of this episode by focusing on the good parts that we like. Okay. okay. We'll focus on the good at first, and then we'll dovetail into the things I think we all hate. Okay. We Uh, all equally hate. Yeah. I'm... The first episode for me did an okay job in setting up the world. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of info dumps, which I appreciate. It left you to infer a lot of things, though... I wish that they had outright stated some of the concepts clearer yeah. um, in this episode instead of saving it for later episodes. And like which one in particular? The crest. The crest. Yeah, yeah. the crest yeah. was a like, little weird. How the hell do you get a crest, really? Yeah. Um, and that comes up later. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to start with the bad things, right? But this episode felt like it was out of order. Because the beginning of the episode is all this stuff with crest and demons... But then the second part explains what a crest is. Like, right after you meet Theo, they're like, oh, this is a crest, and this is what it does, and there's demons in this world. But I could have used that information when they were showing everybody using crests, and everybody doing a bunch of things with them, well, and not saying anything. They Okay, I, I mean, I like I like how they did start, start off with the, um, like, I have in my notes, there was, like, five minutes, all this, um, like, incredible action crazy stuff happened, like, with the appearance of the Diablos demon kind of thing, which looked really beautiful, by the way. Like, A1 did a gorgeous job with yeah, this the one. the animation in general yeah, is good. really, really good. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I like the animation. I don't think the art style is anything impressive, but no. how it like, flows is yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. But, um, and then how they showed, like, I, I, I mean, they t- being able to tell us that the, the two, 
I'm not even going to pretend I know their names. They are just ridiculous. Kirsch and like, I don't know, <laughs> whatever the other... These the top tier families. The top tier, yeah, yeah, the top, yeah. The heads of the families anyway. And they unleash their crests and the way the audience reacts to the whole thing. Then we get the idea that the whatever these crest things are, they're really important. important yeah. Right? Yeah. So I didn't actually need to know more about it because I think it was just enough of the hook to kind of get me interested in I want to find out later and I'm sure that if they're that important and they're the top of the family and they had to get to that point there must be a lot of Mm in-depth movement towards accumulating them and growing them and that kind of thing and I think they did a good enough job with that in terms of the characters I actually liked Silica quite a bit as a main character and the focus for this episode she seemed interesting to me but and while also having, and I'm okay with this, a lot of backstory that is left unsaid mm-hmm, as yeah. to her capabilities mm-hmm. and like what she has done to come to this position. Because when we f- when we see her after um, the murders of the two archdukes, um, she is very clearly upset at being sent to marry some lord. Yeah, and they don't really reveal who the lord is or why she's being sent to marry like to. Um, like form a contract with them. Sorry, not yeah. Marriage. No, she's not form getting a, married. Form a, form a contract, but the way that it treats it, it feels yeah, like it's, it's marriage. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, and just from the way that she presented herself this episode, I think she she was the most interesting character. She said for out this loud, episode, I like yeah. her. for this. Uh, she for I like her for all the episodes. Girl, this girl is saying everything out loud that I am thinking in my head. I actually have a note here where I'm like. I like her. In real world, we'd be like best friends and we'd go for brunch and we'd gossip about everyone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Her notes are seriously <laughs> a diary. Yeah. 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 They, they go everywhere and, and <laughs> the her, details yeah, are her just notes so are such specific. a diary thing. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> She's my new BFF. Uh, I yeah. love her so much. We're best friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved her. Smiley face rainbow. My favorite, my favorite line was when. Um, like she's off, going off, and then the- Theo is introduced, and he like jumps in to save her, and she like straight up looks at him, and she's like, "I did not need you because I'm clearly way more powerful than you." And no. it was just the way it just sort of came out, and like, she's like, "Who the hell are you?" Yeah. Well, he's no. like, "Don't you have anything to say to me?" And she's like, "Oh, you mean thank you so much for saving me? If that's what you want to hear? I didn't need you." You almost died. <laughs> so here's my problem with that. Because that was cool. And that was where I liked her. Mm-hmm. But then right after when they go to take over the first Baron's like castle place. The guy like charges at her really, really slow, by the way. <laughs> and Theo jumps in to save her. And she looked so helpless. And she's like, oh, thank you. And I was like, why couldn't you save yourself there? Because when a group of guys were after you, you were fine. And you look oh, very you mean with the, the, oh, with the, the battle against the rival mage? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand that point though, because um, it, it it kind of established without them saying anything that they had known each other in the past, and he intimidated her in certain like certain areas because she kept calling him senpai. So is that the same mage? No, 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 no. It's no, 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 the old man in episode yeah. one. Yeah, uh, no, yeah that's, that's, not, one. that's not the same character. I'm you're talking about. Wait a minute, I'm going ahead. The first. You're going ahead. The first brown-haired guy who ran the castle in the first episode. Yeah. Oh, you mean you mean Lord Sweatpants? Yes. <laughs> yes. They Lord simply walk into Lord Sweatpants' domain and like, yo, we won. Yeah, we win. Skip the fight. Skipped his first major fight, which is weird <laughs> enough. But <laughs> no, she couldn't do it. She couldn't Why? because he had to do it so that he could claim the throne. No, 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 no. He had to take the crest. Yeah. But like the guy came in to kill her. 
and she just stood there. Because he wasn't going to kill her. She's tough. Don't <laughs> but you? No, my but girl. She but actually looked worried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she looked worried, and then she thanked Theo after. On the subject <laughs> of Theo. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my I'm God. Gonna... <sighs> Write us a novel, please. All right. So, overall, looking at these first three episodes, I like like I was okay with the show. I could have kept watching it and been fine. And then halfway through the first episode, some green haired Theo, Theo shows boy. up. Theo shows up and I instantly disliked him and I hate him and he is the worst <laughs> character on this show. Whoa. You know what? I would hate him a lot more if he was actually a character on the show, but he's literally but I just hate him not more if he had a character. I, no, I hate yeah. him more because he's not a character because he shows up and he's like, Oh yeah, like I'm an independent lord. I want to save the kingdom. And he comes in. His introduction is him, like, clearly saving someone who does not need to be saved. She, for whatever reason, is like, I can use this guy. Actually, that's a decent smart move on her part because he's such a blank person that you can use him and mold him. My simple idea is to world peace is great and I think world peace would be awesome. (laughs) You want to be my mage? (laughs) His motives and his actions and the way that he talks is like, how can you make this more generic? Like a more generic male fantasy protagonist. And I'm not sure that you can unless he started screaming randomly. But even then, <laughs> that would be slightly more personality than That's what, what he sucks. had right now. I actually liked him for a minute. You exactly like, one minute I From liked his him. introduction. Yeah, because he showed up and I was like, alright, his design's okay. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. The moment he was like, this is my goal. And then stopped. Like, he just stopped talking. And everybody just said, we're going here now. And he just went along. And I was like, oh, so he's not a character. Yeah. He's extremely passive. Has um, no ambition. Like, oh, his ambition is he wants to, like... He's a hero. That's his thing. He's a hero. We do kind of flesh it out later on. But he doesn't even tell that story. She does. (laughs) Yeah. That's the best part. He's mostly just there. And particularly in this episode and the next episode, you're... They don't really establish him as, like, a great threat by himself. Like, yes, he goes up against an Orthrus, that one demon, in order to become, like, a knight. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, he's kind of just some dude. Yeah. And yeah. he's not really interesting. And watching him act and have everyone around him pretend to, be, that, like, say that he is the greatest thing ever, it's... Oh, it just and the turned me off is, so bad. As so the much. series goes on, I keep expecting him to do something cool, and he yeah. fails me every time. Literally, like, he everyone, lets me down. Everyone around him is like, gr- like some of them, some of the characters aren't that great, but they look amazing in comparison. Yeah, to him. yeah. yeah. And, but that's why I love him because it's like. I, I don't want him ever to get better than what he is <laughs> because I want him to be like that blank slate for like the entire the entire series so they can just be basically how it's how this mage because I'm we're getting the impression that the mages okay once they so mages need to form contract for people listening mages need to form a contract with knights in order to uh, or back lords. A, or lords yeah. in order yeah. to back a country and um. So clearly, the mages can't be in charge of the country. Only the people with the crests, who and that's how you become a knight you, or a lord. You have, yeah, you start with a crest, and then the crest evolves as we go through. It signifies like royalty and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
she clearly can't be in charge, but she wants, she has like visions of grandeur and wants to be in charge. And like, if he be- gets a personality, then it's going to turn into a really dumb romance but thing. But it's we'll already is. We'll get to that later on in the later episode mm-hmm. because something like that does happen, and it's the moment where this where I completely turned off from the show. Yeah. 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 Any final thoughts on episode one? I would say that for the first half, they show the crest as like these like super powerful things, like they conceal demons or something. But like when we see Theos and when we even see the other lords, those crests do nothing. He's just a regular schmuck in comparison to the artists that we'll see eventually, like Erwin, uh, and to the mages. I just don't get how lords are really like all powerful when they seem like they could easily be dethroned by anyone with a shred of power. Well, I think okay, so I'll talk about this later on, but I, we do actually get it's kind of I'm piecing it a little bit together what what the crest is and the importance of the crest. It's a stat boost. Yeah. You get plus like. one yeah. to dexterity. Like, plus, <laughs> no, like plus one to class. That's yeah. literally yeah. it. It's pretty much just a yeah. stat boost. Um I, I have a big question, guys. So in the f- opening episode, when she's coming out of the chariot, why is she wearing a robe over a robe? Her hey, big like because that's robe a character the- design. Yeah, okay? yeah, that's character. Design. She's wearing. She like she never pulls wears up- it again. It is fair. the power of marketing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> robes on robes. Robes that's on robes on robes. Yeah, <laughs> I can make five like- figmas of that. <laughs> <laughs> so if I buy the doll, I have to buy like all the accessories. Yeah. Exactly, has, like seventeen yeah. robes. accessory pack but one through five. Yeah, it's robe on robe silica, robe silica, the- and then no series- robe silica. This series <laughs> is based on the light novel, and I want there to be a description in the light novel of like. She took off the robe to unveil another robe. <laughs> like, what a shock. <laughs> the whiteness of these robes is just, oof. It shows her purity. That fabric? <laughs> yeah, shows her purity. That fabric never gets dirty. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, they actually show dirt on, like, everybody else in the show except for her. Like, we're, what, what, what is she doing? Well, with Silica's powers, I assume, like, she has, like, the death march abilities of, like, everyday <laughs> magic of, of wet and dry. <laughs> She did laundry on the death march. Wow. All right, all right. To prevent this from getting into it, going from us going down a death march <laughs> on a death march, on a death um, march. we're going to move on to the second episode, which is called Ambition. And in it, Theo comes to yeah, Ambition, and it's like Theo still has none. Um, Theo comes to terms with ruling his own territory, but Silica is worried that neighboring lords might try to conquer the region before Theo can settle in, and summons her familiar Kate Sith. Sir Balgary to call upon an old friend, and because she said it, there must be a lord to come to attack, or else the show would be really, really weird. Um, <laughs> a lord by the name of Lassic David rallies his troops to attack Theo's domain. Later, Sir Balgary returns with Aishella, <laughs> an eccentric artist, and Silica's mentor, just as Lord David's troops march on to Theo's castle. Theo and his allies use their superior skills and tactics to beat Lassic's larger numbers. Lassic then willingly surrenders his crest and his men to Theo, thinking that he can still conquer other territories under his rule. And, yeah, like, as I said at the top of this, it's called Ambition, and Theo still shows none, and for some reason all the characters still think that, like, oh, I can fulfill my ambitions because this guy has no ambition. (laughs) (laughs) So this is when I figured out why I don't like the series, because this is a mobile game. That's that's what this episode taught me. <laughs> this taught me that this is a mobile game in the making. And I that's mean, you why can. It, that's how the series exists. Like I applied like chess 
mentality to this like what are the pieces on the board like you got your normal grunts as the pawns you got you got theo as the king silica i would say is a queen you have your artists as your knights and rooks Mm -hmm. theo is your blank protagonist that you would play as you yeah. can name yeah. Theo, whatever, because they're just going to call you Lord anyway. And it is. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you play as him, you take over lands, and whatever cards you pull... I've, okay, I played a game called Chain Chronicle a long time oh, ago. Oh, did you now? <laughs> this was a tower defense game where you drew strong characters, and they stood there and took over little territories. That's what this was. <laughs> he gained three really cool characters, and they just decimate and that's the game. Yeah. He, he, I, he whaled it and put in $100. He didn't even whale. He was like free to play, by the way. And on his first draw, gets like three five-star units. And they just take out everything for him. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. He doesn't need an ambition because you play the game. That's the ambition. I mean, he has Kratos on his team, so that was cool. Yeah. 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 I have it written down. Every time he showed up on screen, I think I have Kratos here on like <laughs> 10 times. I thought that the guy, that the the other guy with the territory was going to be cool. I was like, oh, it's, this is a whole anime about just people fighting for territories. I can get into that. Sir Lassic David? Yeah. I thought, <laughs> he's a cool guy. He's super strong looking. And, and he, he doesn't wants, fight. He, in yeah, 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 I know. It's an introductory episode. He doesn't fight. He does nothing. He brings along. And then along Theo's like, now you're soldiers, on my side. Like 50, <laughs> like 50, 60 <laughs> soldiers, tops. And then they get their beat by the, like three people this was the first <laughs> time captured where... your mage <laughs> surrender okay yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> this was the first time where theo let me down because i was like oh there's gonna be oh, a really? cool fight <laughs> between him and uh Lassic. i was like that's gonna be cool it's two swordsmen just going at it for their territory nah <laughs> and then he's just like nope i give up yeah so like i even think theo was like really you don't, you don't yeah, want to clash swords even theo a looks surprised like, this is not how anime works yeah. <laughs> you're betraying yeah. the rules this episode also introduced um Aishella, who in the course of these three episodes became my favorite character oh yeah only because she has the most personality out of anyone isn't concerned about like ambition or anything mm. she's just really good at fighting and really likes silica and that's it which is more than can be said for like 90 percent of the cats that just yeah. made me sad though the more i, <laughs> no, think, I, I was like that's her character i think There's the more that more we're talking it. about this show the more i start to realize no actually i really dislike this I'm not <laughs> even okay with it. the more i think about it, i'm like actually there's a bunch of problems with yeah that. like that's there's, not okay <laughs> there's only like two spotlight characters characters and it is silica and Aishella because Aishella just gets all like the she gets the budget pushed on her yeah. first yeah. scenes that, that first scene where she shows up and she's like oh what am I gonna use today and like she has the yeah. rows of weapons and yeah. she's like yep gonna use the hammer and the glaive today yeah. <laughs> and then just goes to town on a bunch of soldiers see it's because of it's because of her character what's my weekly <laughs> <laughs> what's my weekly that's what it is <laughs> It's like, oh, I got a rare weapon. It's a hammer. <laughs> That's it. I got to smash 50 skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Lisa? I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I forgot. Don't worry. Okay, That's great. <laughs> this, scene, this episode also has my favorite scene in the uh, entire show because I was laughing at how ridiculous it was because mm-hmm. I was completely unexpected. Yeah. Of Aishella, after... Like destroying like a few soldiers, cracking one's head in with yeah. Uh, that actually yeah. like the fight scenes where she fights <clears throat> they get like, really violent. Yeah, and it's also pretty decently animated too. Mm-hmm. Um, but she meets up with a s- small squad leader named uh, Peter on yeah. the other side, yeah. and 
She jumps in to attack. He holds up his spear. Like, he literally just holds up, pointing at the sky. And she's like, oh, wait. No, I'm going to die if I do that. Then she teleports behind him. But instead of, like, attacking, <laughs> following up, doing anything, she grabs his face and kisses him full on the lips. And it was amazing. And then starts immediately <laughs> choking him. <laughs> I do like, though, that he, was, like, that he held on to her and said, pierce right through me to kill her. That's something no anime characters do, where they're just like, hey, I'll die. Just kill her. <laughs> Everybody always just stares. This is the closest I'm getting to ecstasy. Just pierce right (laughs) through me. End it now. I'm good to die. (laughs) I hope we see more of him because I just he is the only one with the design out of the whole army. Yeah, I know. No, but the thing is, (laughs) really, that's not saying much. We don't really see much more of him. No. Yeah, he's just like I see. He's the one guy not wearing a helmet. Yeah, he's got brown hair. Yeah, that's his definitive character trait. He's the three star. Also, when like after he says like like pierce me to kill her she's just like this isn't fun pushes him away and then knocks out five guards (laughs) like with a simple like twirls of her hammer it's awesome it was a good fight scene i okay i um i think i'm gonna stick with this because i do really like the care even though the characters are very two-dimensional there's nothing to them but the way they're just scripted is just so fun that i can kind of forgive a stupid story just oh. because the characters are fun. Can we also talk about the lamest fight in this entire episode? Um, when, um, and see, I keep on forgetting his name because we still don't have any backstory on him at all. Irvin, when he the goes up against know. Kratos, like the oh, Goliath yeah. guy, oh, whose oh, special yeah. ability is to turn it like his skin into basically like steel, pretty much. He's pretty yeah. much Colossus. Colossus and Kratos. All he does is like. He throws one knife and he's like, well, that won't work. Pulls out another knife and then just throws it immediately at his eye. It's like, yeah, that works. I am impervious to knives. No, you're not. Oh, shit. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was so I mean, that's the smartest move. It, it, it was smart, but it was like so anticlimactic because that is all the fight was. Yeah. It's yeah. Just throw and he's like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. Throws another. Oh, this was, it worked. This was the smallest Grand Crest War I've ever seen. The power of five star <laughs> units really dominated this fight. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many skills you have. <laughs> you didn't pay enough tenor yeah, into this you, war. Your base stats aren't high enough to beat this one guy who throws knives. Well, we had to make, we had to create a justification for why this army would end up following him in the first place because clearly they are so dumb that like oh well he shot me in the eye I guess they're the most brilliant tacticians we've ever worked with so that's oh, how man. we it's had like, to create oh, that man, if I'm laughing their enemy mage went off on his own and we captured him we're yeah. geniuses yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking at this if I was laughing oh, in this scenario hold Hold on. No, okay, go. Like, if I was lasting in this scenario, I'd be like, okay, so he threw a dagger in one guy's eye. Like, they're pretty powerful. And, like, they captured the mage. Well, I guess we lost. Why would you submit yourself to him? Like, there is no evidence that they'll, like, conquer, like, the continent. Aside from the fact that they just beat, like, like 50 some odd troops. And, like, some, like, slightly above average, like, soldiers. Yeah. Why would you... Like, do that. Like, we get a couple details of Lassic, like, like really small tidbits, but he isn't running a nation all that well. Like, he's like, wow, taxes ain't doing good this season, everyone's unhappy, but I still want to conquer some territory. We'll pay off the debt by getting more territory that's in debt. <laughs> yeah, that was... Sound logic. You know what I don't understand, though? He's supposed to be dumb, and I get that. Yes. But his mage isn't. His mage is supposed to be the smarter one. Yeah. Why would he rush off to fight on his own? Spoiler alert. Everyone's dumb. 
it, that's that's what it told me. I was like, how are you supposed to be smarter than Lasik? <laughs> like, you're the one who got yourself captured. Like, the simplicity in his plan was, I'm going to use invisibility, yeah. and they won't see it coming. <laughs> like, assuming that Lasik is like... Straight up says, He's probably using availability <laughs> and doesn't <laughs> see it coming. <laughs> Assuming that Lazik's the strongest in the world, why would he not just stand behind him? Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't really get a showcase of power from Lazik. It's yeah. literally, yeah. I gave up. He oh. did nothing. He, like, nobody did anything, and he lost. This is, like, the saddest <laughs> battle scene, like, fight ever, where it's just four people against 50 or some odd inept people. Yeah. yeah. It was Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> no, Dynasty Warriors at least, like, no, that's no. There were two Warriors. horses. That <laughs> was Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair. Maybe it was Dynasty Warriors. No, we get Dynasty Warriors in episode three. That's oh, Dynasty yeah. Warriors. That... <laughs> Speaking of episode three, let's move on to talk about Battle Flag, and the synopsis is as follows: Much to Silica's annoyance, Theo allows Priscilla Farnese of the Order of the Crest to serve him, who is a priest specializing in healing magic, pretty much. Um, as Theo's forces begin consolidating their power, because after you randomly conquer a couple territories, you know, you gotta get on that. Um, <laughs> Silica suggests that Theo should take the name of the late hero Canaro in order to pursue his dream of liberating his homeland, Sestina. Silica then begins arranging for negotiations with neighboring lords to join Theo peacefully, but they mostly decline, believing Theo to be a puppet of Silica, which is an astute observation from all of them. <laughs> Later, Theo and Silica race to a mining town where a giant chaos beast has burnt the surroundings. After defeating it, th- uh, God, I hate his name. Uh, Theo and Silica help the town recover. Later, the king of Savas challenges them to a battle, and Theo, because he refuses to accept Theo's independence. Though the neighboring lords let Theo pass, they keep themselves out of the fight when the miners that Theo saved before offer to bolster their forces by, like, 15 people. (laughs) (laughs) Theo projects his battle flag with his crest, which empowers his troops for unknown means. It's really just a signet that appears on their uniforms. Patriotism. Mm. Patriotism. Patriotism Patriotism for the nation that literally has existed for a week. Yes, (laughs) patriotism. Like, how quickly do these territories switch that new countries are formed? Okay. Clearly, these villagers were starved for leadership. It just seems like something that happens often. Anyways, (laughs) during the battle, Theo's forces are able to fight off Savas' larger forces when the independent lords join forces with Theo upon learning that the king of Savas' intention is to invade their lands. They then rout uh, Savas' troops, and that makes Theo a viscount now. Later, Silica meets with her adoptive father, Abbas Miletes, and offers Theo's support to the alliance. God, after saying that, I realized how much I hate this show. (laughs) God. (laughs) Alright, there are two things I took away from this episode. (laughs) First off, Theo's symbol is the fairy tale symbol. Yes. 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 It is continuing to evolve into the fairy tale symbol. So that was weird. (laughs) But the second thing was, I realized what the true enemy of Grand Crest War is. And it's the plot. <laughs> yeah. The plot, like... Okay, everybody is like, Hey, Silica, you're really bossing this guy around and he seems like he's just a puppet to you. But I'm not! And then she's like, Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna go talk to him. 
And then the second that they start to, the big bad plot steps in and says, no talking, there's a fire going on. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, proves Theo is completely useless. His sword isn't blessed. The crest isn't helping him out with this demon. His little one solution, I'm going to slash the fire. <laughs> and it does nothing. Silica has to kill the, the demon. Fu- the worst part about that fire sequence is it features a short, like a small scene where Theo protects and guards Silica after yeah. she casts her big spell. And the look on her face, and the look on her face, like, in all the seats after, is she has fallen in love with them. And that is the moment where I hate, where I truly <laughs> did not want to watch any more of the yeah. show. Because yeah. we have what is a good female protagonist, likable, against, uh, like, a nothing male protagonist, really. Like I say Theo she's likable is... in a world of unlikable people. Yes. 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 Yeah. And... She just falls from it, and I, I know that like even without having watched any more episodes, we're gonna get like, like very delayed like declarations of love, like yep. her pining for him, him being completely oblivious because this is the type of show it is, yep. and I just didn't want to deal with that. Yep. The worst part is after, so they get they get interrupted the first time she tries talking to him, which was really stupid because it was she said hi and then a guy comes in and says sorry to interrupt and I was like they didn't even get anywhere <laughs> yeah. and like you're not even interrupting anything at this point, but then the second time when they start to talk I was like all right we're gonna get a bit more character development. Theo cuts her off and yeah. says, sorry, I'm just going to do what you want. What you want is great. And I was like, you don't have to explain everything to me. I'll yeah. just go along with your like, plan. come on, man. You, you had a chance to actually get to know somebody here. <laughs> and you said, he no, no, nope. no. Does, oh, yeah. This is also, so is, it's this, the, this is the episode where we find out why he has his grand ambitions. Yeah. Right? Grand ambition of, uh, like, being the lord being, for this small, fishing town. Yeah. yeah. He ran away. He's like, I just want to create peace and kindness. And I was like, man, yeah. what an ambition. Man, get My inside. Yeah. <laughs> so he, okay, just to back up a little bit, because I think we're leaving on some, some clues here. We're, so There's clues? clues? <laughs> no. This is B, the beginning? <laughs> if only. Guys, only. this is detective story. Is this what Irwin's been no, doing? No, the murder <laughs> mystery. It's the murder, no, it's the murder it's mystery. It's not a murder mystery. The mystery is... Where the hell did Theo get his ambitions from? <laughs> Genny from B is just lying on one of their counters. He's like, I know. And he starts drawing on their walls. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, the story was that he was part of this fishing town and there was a mean, mean king and taking over, controlling it. Right, like a subpar lord, like, subpar lord doing a bad job. So he left, and he feels like he abandoned his town. So his ultimate goal is to reunite all the nations and make everything happy, so that he can fix his hometown. My last stop on this world tour of conquering is my fishing town. <laughs> his logic, his logic here, by the way, is like a guy being like, "Well, I really need to fix this door. I need to get a new hinge. I know I need to do. I need to start my own company that will eventually buy out the largest hinge companies in the world, so I could get a hinge for this instead of just taking a much simpler route of just fixing the door in the first place by going to the store. This guy's just like, oh well, there's an evil lord ruling over a fishing village. Once I get, I guess I gotta like get on a boat, travel to the continent, conquer the continent, then come back. It's like, you're going the most out of the way that you can for this like, goal. emphasis on it's a town. This thing probably doesn't even have a castle. Like they describe it as a fishing village, an yeah. impoverished fishing village that's probably worse off than literally all of the towns that have been shown so far. 
The God. The yeah. series. Uh, and um. I think... Let's move on to the second half of this episode, which is the big battle sequence, which is... That got suddenly violent? Yeah. Like, vi- it was really yeah, out of nowhere. The violence comes and goes. Yeah, like, episode two, from, we see, like, um, we see, like, Aishela, like, bash a person's skull in. We get to see someone's eyes go out. But we don't really see people die. No. Yeah. And just in assume this they're- episode, like, within this battle sequence in episode three... Literally, a dude's head gets cut off within 10 seconds. Yeah. Just goes flying through the air in a spray of blood. It's like, well, we couldn't kill any of Lassik's troops because they got to show up for this episode. But now, these, <laughs> there's like, only 10 of them. They're a bunch of red shirts. Kill them all. Including, like, the leader of the King troop because that, oh, yeah. that was, like, okay. For the most part, the battle is pretty lame because, yeah. like, not. It was very one-sided. We don't get a show of any of, like, the named character skills, even. It's just like, oh, they're fighting, like... We just know that they have weapons. Yeah, they they have weapons and whatever. And the king gets ticked off and is like, well, go out and deal with them like the elite troops. And you think, oh, this is a part where it's going to be, like, get a lot harder for them. Oh, maybe we'll get to see some of, like, their special powers or whatever go out. No, literally a bunch of, like, the random lords from before show up in the completely unannounced, unforeshadowed thing. They shoot them with arrows, their troops come, and they rout the king's troops. And they say, like, we found your deception. But there was no hint of this deception beforehand. They show up like the like party members in a Monster Hunter squad that just come for, like, the easy pickings on the carves. Like, the, the brunt of the work has been done. I guess we can show up, show some face. I feel like the beheadings are done just to retain, like, my attention. <laughs> the first well, episode, I was, I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of getting bored. And then the two kings' heads, I just see them flying in the air. And then this is, like, the same thing, where it's just like, oh, this is getting kind of old. And then there's just a head that flies up in the air. I was like, oh, wow, there's violence. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> like, that's the only violence they could think of. They're just like, look at the gruesome wars. Yeah. There was a lot of eye-poking. We're yeah. also introduced to our primary antagonist briefly in episode three, and he's just a mama's boy. <laughs> he's yeah. introduced talking to his red-haired mage, and, he's, and then like uh, he, he dismisses her, and then is like, oh, "I am such a worshiper of women, but none of them live up to my standards, except mom. Mom was an A-class milf, and she made a great pot of soup." <laughs> Like, that's all his character is. This is our primary antagonist for this garbage show. And you get all of that in, like, two lines. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's the most character anybody gets is two lines. Everybody else yeah. gets one. Yeah. And that's that's it. Also, Lassik still doesn't get any, like, scenes of him, like... Lassik's like, he, done. His story's like, over. Oh, like, yeah. he just rides forward on a horse, and then they, he hits one person, and then we yeah. cut to someone else. Lassik's story is done. He's a general you hear about... see him again. He's a general you hear in Dynasty Warriors. Like, I've captured enemy outposts. Great, Lassik. But, but if you go over to him, you just see him circling the bad guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of character oh. he is. This show, it's this something special, show. ain't it? <laughs> um, it's not. No, no. it just that makes me <laughs> angry. Special <laughs> gives it too much credit. Yeah. That's why it makes me angry. Overall, like if we can look at the first three episodes as a whole and talk about them. Overall, I came into this like half an hour ago in the podcast being like, oh, I didn't hate it. But then, like, as I think about it, as I really think about it, I'm like, no, this show is bad. Yeah. Like, this show yeah. is I had watched, bad. I had watched the first episode before we decided that we were going to do this one. So I already knew, oh, I don't really like this. But I watched it again because I was like, maybe, maybe I was just, like, going in with the wrong mindset. And it made me dislike it more. 
<laughs> because, because it made me look at every part that could have been good, and I was like, ah, this is not good. No. <laughs> the awards are going to be interesting this season. Yeah. We've watched two bad ones. <laughs> oh, and now we got our award. Which one's going to be? Death March or this? Yeah, it's a battle now. Oh. It's oh, a Grand man. Crest War. Lisa. I think both are actually in the running pretty well. No, I think Death March is still top spot because it features uh, more bad tropes and the fact that the i it's an isekai yeah yeah you have to automatically deduct points for being an isekai it's It's true yeah Yeah. i think you have to deduct points if you're a light novel (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, because i only hate grand crest more because it showed more potential to be good death march i already knew was gonna be bad the moment the moment he's like i really like mmos i was like this is bad (laughs) i know where this is going i know what i'm in for now and it's not good yeah (laughs) Grand Crest had a, a bunch of cool ideas that could have gone over really well, and they just said no yeah. <laughs> every time. <laughs> like, we don't want just, that. We don't want to be cool. Yeah. The don't... definition of A1. Yeah. Like, they dip their toe in the pool, and they're like, nah, it's too cold. Let's just sit. Uh, <laughs> Lisa, final thoughts on record of Grand Crest War? Because you look done. Eh. <laughs> Great. That's actually a good summary. Can yeah. we just like re-edit the Wikipedia page real quick and just put <laughs> reception? Get rid of everything. Get rid of the plot. All of it. Just, just be like, eh. Eh. Yeah. A one pictures. Now, <laughs> next week, we won't be discussing a show from the winter season because Lisa and I will be at PAX East. Instead, it'll be Remington and Cole here talking about a very special topic, which will, which is we're going to be doing a retro Ball super. Indeed, we're going to do a retro. We're going to do a retrospective <laughs> on the entirety of Dragon Ball Super. Yep, it's all one hundred and thirty-one nice episodes. It's not that hard to get through. It's actually not. <laughs> we got one lengthy arc, and yeah. that's the Tournament of Power. <laughs> there's about there's about four ten episode arcs, <laughs> and then, and then, and the then there's the one tournament, the one that the only one that matters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not far off. <laughs> no, it's going to be fun, though. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And now we're going to go on a quick break, but we'll be right back with some recommendations and another anime that Lisa watched. Stay tuned. Hey, Cole. Do you want to be kept up to date with the latest to come out of the gaming, movie, comic, and tech worlds? No, I don't want to. Cole, that's, that's not how this promo is supposed to work. I'm not getting paid enough for this, Lisa. Yes, you are, Cole. A lot, actually. Fine. I, Cole Watson, love the Pixels and Ink podcast, and if you think there's any better podcast out there, you're wrong, buddy, and you gotta check it out. Cole? Yes? Do you even listen? Like, like, what's your favorite part of the podcast? You guys do news, right? Yes. The news! (sighs) I'll be in my trailer. I have anime to research. Anyway, tune into Pixels and Ink Podcast every Friday to hear the latest news, reviews, and deep dives into the worlds of comics, gaming, tech, and movies. You can find us at CG Mag Online, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. You can follow us at Twitter at CG Mag Online, Facebook at CG Magazine, and catch past episodes on our YouTube channel uh, under CG Magazine. Don't delay, listen today. Oh, hell yeah! Thanks, sponsors. Now it's that time of the week where we each share with you one anime that we've watched that we think you should watch. 
Most of the time they're good. Sometimes I say ghost stories. Uh, <laughs> and this week we're going to start things off with Remington. All right. So today I'm recommending Gantz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gantz was the first sentence series that I ever watched. And it's the reason why I have problems with Attack on Titan. Because <laughs> <laughs> sci-fi was just so much better. Well, I, no, I realized it taught me the difference between Shonen and Senen. Where uh. Shonen is still, no matter what's going to happen, you know that main character is going to come through with great powers and just slay everything eventually. Yeah. He's like, hey, I got that big ambition. I'm going to do something grand. <laughs> sentence says no everybody's <laughs> terrible and they they all just want to live everyone is able to die yeah. no one no one has plot armor here yeah and that changed a lot for me so Gantz is about a boy named Kei Kuruno and his friend Masaru Kato they're two high school students um I'd say they're opposite in personality yeah Kei is very apathetic and doesn't really care about other people, and Kato just wants to be a good person. Yeah, he's like the typical shonen guy, I would say. Yeah, and doing this gets them both hit by a train yep. when they try to rescue an old man who falls into <laughs> the tracks. And they wake up in an, a random apartment building with a giant black ball in the middle of the room. And the black ball basically just says, you guys are terrible, now you're going to go out and kill monsters. Yep. And... <laughs> That's basically the whole series, and it's insane. It everybody always says, "Oh, the Titans and Attack on Titan are re- like really scary and like they're a big threat," but I was like, "Oh, that's the only thing. It's just giant people." Yeah, Gantz has like the weirdest kind of monsters you'll ever see. There is one guy who is just—he looks like he's a stick of celery. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just this little kid. And all he talks about is just, like, broccoli or something. Yeah. And everybody's like, this is this is unthreatening. And then he turns into this giant muscular man and just rips people apart. Yeah, because Gantz... I have never read or watched Gantz, and I am interested. Oh, it is worth seeing. So they get these, these suits. These... I can't remember what they're called. Are they just plug suits? Something like that. Yeah, they don't really give them a name, I think. Yeah, they're just these black suits that basically, like, enhance their strength, speed, everything. And they have these cool guns that just explode when you charge them up. Like, yeah. they just explode any target that you aim at. And <laughs> these, the fact that that sounds overpowered, and these guys are still getting threatened by these insane monsters, is just, like, crazy. Like, there's one that's just a giant Buddha monster. Like, it's a statue. <laughs> and it just steps on people. And remember, anyone can die in this, and it's gruesome. Yeah. So, it is... Oh, it gets really bad. and It's, it's, it's a good kill em all <laughs> Yeah, it's a kill em all I, I would say it's a kill em all It's um, 26 episodes. It has a anime-only ending. But yeah. if you don't want to read the manga, I'd still say the anime ending's all right. Yeah. It, it, can, it gets the job done. But if you do want to continue, it's easy to just pick up from, like, the 20th episode, and you can just read all the way through. And it it just they raise the stakes every time. Like there's always yeah. new people coming into the, into the game <clears throat> trying to survive, and there's always different unique monsters. And it's it's a fun series. Yeah, because that's what it's doing is that Gantz is, is like this all powerful ball that gives you all your equipment and stuff. But the objective of the game is that if you kill monsters and if you, you rack up points. enough points, you can uh, come back to life. You can come back to life, and you won't have to play the game. Yeah. Uh, but it'll call you at random times. Yep. It, uh, it won't tell you any information about the target other than a weird quirk. <laughs> it gives you one, yeah, it gives you one weird hint. Like, that. broccoli guy is, he likes broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> so we think he's not threatening. Nope, he is the most threatening thing you could ever experience. 
Yeah, it is. Um, it's a very <clears throat> mature series. There's nudity, violence, everything. It. I don't know. It. It changed how I looked at a lot of anime because up, until that point, I had only watched shonen. Yeah. And I saw everything change. I was like, oh, this is different, and it's hard to go back after. It changed how you looked at stuff like that, like death games and all that yeah. type of trope. It's definitely a very original one. I like it a lot. Yeah. Good recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Lisa, what is your recommendation? Okay, so I'm going to uh, recommend one called Laughing Under the Clouds in English or Don't End Ni Waru. I think that's I haven't heard of this one. Okay, so it's a supernatural anime and it's set in, I think it's a Meiji era. The era right at the end when the samurais were no longer allowed to carry swords and they start getting outlawed. And so um, there were ronin that were wandering around that weren't that were kind of up to no good. Mm-hmm. And it fo- the story focuses on uh, these three brothers um, who are in charge of rounding them up and moving them to jail. But there's like some really neat supernatural elements that, that kind of come into play. Um, there's a lot of strife and turmoil because ima- like they're the last of the samurai line and their job is to pull in like former samurai to go to jail. Okay. So, which is this jail in the middle of a lake. Um, and so there's a there's a lot of like I'm not going to get into it because it will ruin a lot of the series to go like that deep into yeah, it. I don't okay. want to get too many spoilers, but it get there's such a wonderful <coughs> relationship between the three brothers. It's a very like um it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic that they have because there's so much going on with them and like the the things that are going on around them. Um and it's a it's a really pretty anime and if you're into samurais and some really great fight scenes this one's awesome. Yeah, I like so, my Yeah, it's great. I really liked it. It's short too. I think it's only about twelve episodes. Okay, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's, breeze it's through. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a Sunday afternoon binge. So mm-hmm. yeah, there yeah. you go. Now it's Cole's turn. What's your recommendation? Okay, so Preston recommended a couple weeks back Ghost Stories, and I'm a Gundam fan. A lot of people would normally think that, hey, you must really like the creator Yoshiyuki Tomino. Who created the original series and such? No, after 1996, this guy essentially fell off a cliff, and all of his creations <laughs> since have been terrible. Yet you're recommending whatever this because thing is. this is Garzy's Wing, and it takes the exact opposite angle of Ghost Stories, where Ghost Stories is like, "Hey, we've got like remnants of a script, and we'll throw it out, and and we'll create something else entirely." Garzy's wing is, hey, we only got remnants of a script. Let's make it the most serious thing ever, and it makes no sense at all. <laughs> like, so the story is centering around like this character named Christopher Senshu. He's half Japanese, half American, and he's on his way to his high school class reunion. He's basically a deadbeat. And what happens is that he sees this shrine, and he's like, oh, this shrine is really cool. Some god was there. I got, oh... Look, there's a go, there's a goose, and it just hit my motorcycle, and suddenly I'm teleported to a new world. So it was what? a magical <laughs> goose. What? So is this goose a god, or was this, it a magical goose, or was it is a magical goose a called Garzy's wing? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, is this a talking oh goose? No. What? No, it's just a ghost spirit. Why is it called Garcy's wing? Because the goose gives you the power. It gives you little wings on your ankles, and now you can fly. And suddenly you are a holy warrior. No, hold on. wrote this? Yes! Why? It's three episodes, and it's complete garbage. But because of how serious they handle it... 
<laughs> you will laugh at it constantly. Uh, listeners, I'd like to point out when I said that most of the time we recommend good anime, and then sometimes I recommend ghost stories. I was exactly. not anticipating this week to have a bad anime. Okay, hold on. I just pulled up the DVD cover to this. Yeah. It is incredible. Yep. There's like a sword in the middle, and one smaller head boy, and one larger head boy just... Yep. Facing on opposite directions, staring off in the distance, and in really big words, from the creator of Gundam, <laughs> swords oh will clash. There are swords, but they are incredibly dull, as Chris continues to say. Because what happens is that only part of his body is transported to this other world. He's having like an out-of-world experience okay. where his the one side that got hit by the goose. <laughs> that is transformed to like a medieval type uh, world filled with dinosaurs. Wait, what? <laughs> and then the other part is is just him in Japan do, going back to his high school class reunion. <laughs> but what happens is that he can he can talk with himself between these worlds, and like it starts off with, ah, oh, I have bruises all over my body. I have bruises all over my body because I had to fight naked. <laughs> Is there any connection to this? Probably. Are we still one person? Maybe, but I'm not sure yet. I must somehow make sense of our convoluted situations. This is actual dialogue. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is oh actual God. dialogue, and it's so bad. The original time I saw this anime was at an anime hell, held at Anime North. I, I don't recognize any of these studios. JC Staff. BMG Japan, like, like when oh, we have, I think I know JC stuff. When we have this theoretical office party of ghost, Lieutenant. Of ghost stories. You've never seen Lieutenant. Oh, okay. I yeah, want to right. add Garzy's wow. wing into yeah. the That's mix. a blast from the past. Yeah. Pardon. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Yes, we will watch this. <laughs> Good recommendation? Question mark. <laughs> oh, it's a great recommendation. You can watch Garzy's wing abridged, and it's not anyone dubbing over it. It's just they shortened the it to the best highlights of the series. <laughs> that's I, I'm going to watch that when I get home. I think. Yeah, that's incredible. Oh man, lie told me now. Lie. <laughs> His like depression I said, led to this. After 1996, he must have fell off a yeah, cliff because nothing since has been good. It was Victory Gundam God. and then this. <laughs> every, like, every week for, until you run out, you're just going to pick an anime that like Tomino has made after 1996 <laughs> in chronological order. Um, <laughs> okay, moving away from that trash fire. What are you yours? recommending, Preston? Mine is... The complete opposite of a trash fire. It's a very obvious recommendation, but I need to talk about my love for it. It is Perella Magi Madoka Magica, commonly known as Madoka Magica. Good it stuff. is... Oh boy, where do I begin with this? It is a show about a young middle school uh, student in Japan named Madoka Kaname who encounters a small cat-like creature named Kyubi. And he says that he can make them magical girls in order to fight witches. That's about the extent of the plot that I really want to give in case there's some person listening to this who hasn't watched it. Because, oh my god, does this go places in 12 episodes. (laughs) And it's stunning. It is such a beautiful anime. This is beautiful. This is extremely well written. And it serves as an entire deconstruction of the magical girl genre. It just takes everything that you associate with Sailor Moon, with um, 
magical girl, uh, like lyrical Nanoha. That's what I watched. And, <laughs> and I watched you watch Nanoha. Yeah. Oh, oh. It's, you would like it. It's mechs. And, <laughs> They're basically robots. And it just like <laughs> takes it apart, rips it to shreds, and leaves you with like the bare carcass of it. And it's like this is what yeah. the real implications of what you're dealing with. And it's still like it's both hopeless and hopeful at the same time. It's such an like, emotional there's such journey. a tin like there's it's so sad, but there's this tinge of like hope and like happiness attached to it that it never lets go of despite the horrific events that are happening in the show. And yeah. so Shaft got a lot of their <clears throat> money too. They, like, they became yeah. a big name yeah. studio after like, this. Through Matico, yeah. Like, yeah. it wouldn't be, like, it's not out of the question to say that this is one of the best anime of the past decade. Like, It's won a lot of awards. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's award-winning. It's yeah. exceptionally, like, And the OVAs, popular. the OVAs to go with it yeah. are really, the, really, really I have good. not watched any of the movies Oh, my gosh. The movies, okay, if you thought the anime was, like, hard to follow, the movies are... <laughs> worse but way prettier yeah like so much like a much bigger budget mm-hmm. so they're and like the all of those insane all yeah. those cool witch world scenes mm-hmm. like are like just tenfold and just like amazing surrealist craziness I would, I would also say that this show is also one of the few anime that i've watched where when you watch it a second time around you pick up a lot of details that yeah. you missed. And really, in retrospect, it's not even subtle foreshadowing. It is straight yeah. up telling you how horrible this is. But people, like, you don't notice it because this is magical girls and everything's happy and full of sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. And not the nightmares that this show actually is. Please, if you haven't watched Madoka Magica, watch it. You won't regret it. Yeah, definitely. Indeed. Good, yeah. good recommendation. Good recommendations, yeah. good recommendations from everyone but Cole. Hey, <laughs> I would argue that Garcy's wing is the standout of this table this week. Okay, just, just okay. So Cole and I have both given recommendations that are like really <laughs> bad. Um, so Remington, Lisa, got step up your game. You got to come up with something yeah. that's complete trash. Well, step guys, up to the table. Yeah, I watched an anime. Oh, is it trash? Here it comes. Oh, you'll oh. love this one. Oh, no. I, I just watched this anime, too. Um, and I'm going to try. I'm pre- it's pretty fresh in my mind. And I'm going to try to repeat it, like, frame for frame. Okay? So, we're in the future. I'm guessing on a planet that's not Earth. Is I know it's high definitely school? No, there's no high school. But it, it starts with these two brothers. They're twins. And they have silver hair. All right? I don't know why oh, everybody no, has silver hair. Oh, God. And, and anyway, so... What one day their parents get killed and they get sent to this like penal colony of like I'm not even joking guys it's still fresh in my memory they're sent to this penal colony of this unknown planet that is not on any star chart and it's overrun by these like killer plants that just like m- like Deus Ex Machina kind of uh, like uh, come up at very opportune moments. So this isn't oh. prison school. This is- no, 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 this no, isn't prison not, school. No. I, I need to just make sure. No. Do not insult prison yeah, school. Yeah, prison school is uh, beauty. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. What? <laughs> there's more. There's way more. So anyway, on this planet, they've kind of gone very feral. And, um, feral? Feral. You know what I mean. <laughs> I what, the why is or the students? Feral. Feral. Because they're furious. <laughs> it's a combination between furious because they got thrown on this planet. And Mad feral. Max. Mad Max. Feral Road. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. In Can space. That? <laughs> anyway. And, Mad Max Rainbow Road. And they've, they've kind of put themselves into different, uh, like, uh, 
groups. We'll just call them groups. And um, in each each of these groups has uh, a top. They're called the top. They're not called the leader. They're called the top. <laughs> underneath the top, there's the second, and underneath that, there's the third. So each group each uh, has their own top, and all the tops are fighting to become the beast master. Oh, and what? In order to become the beast master, if you become the beast master, okay, if you so destroy all the tops, you become the beast master, and you get to go home. So wait, okay, so <laughs> you get to go home. Two brothers, two brothers, two brothers. So, okay, I'm. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it's probably called King Beast or something. Beast, Beast Master no, King. No, it is not. It is very much not. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Battle of the Tops. All right. Battle, Battle of the, the Tops. tops. <laughs> Beyblade Season 5. <laughs> is, okay, my question. Okay. Um, what about female characters? Okay, oh, I forgot that's the important part. Okay, so there's there are females on this planet. Oh, thank but, Jesus. Oh, no. This is, no, no. Don't thank me yet. <laughs> anyway, so there are females on this planet, but they have their own group. And are they undergoing their so, own No, like, no, no. Hold on. They got their own group. They have their own top. Is it but, bottoms? Is, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, please whoa, don't. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> please don't do make this planet. Do not disparage this anime. Wait, do I you understand like that it? it's a clot? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so the females have their own group because there are so few of them. And once a year, they get to pick a male from any other group that they can, I guess, mate with. I don't remember uh, the term. Yeah. <laughs> they have a term for it. I don't remember what it was. I remember it being, like, absolutely insane, but it doesn't matter. Um, and so um, that's the only way that they can repopulate the communities with, like, this group. And they so the women have all the power until they don't at the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> Randomly, there's like, this one guy that comes back from, like, the first episode, and he, like, has taken over, and he's the closest to being the Beastmaster. And he decides that all of a sudden the women don't have the power anymore, and it's just like, I le- what? I legit have no idea. Yeah, what I don't know Are the beasts the plants? or No! The- no! <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, well, they're they're animals. The like, do they have special powers? Do they have special? No, like, nobody has. Nobody has powers. Nobody has powers. People? They're just normal people. Oh, okay, except for except for one. So, um, oh, I don't want to go into too much spoiler territory in case there's somebody who's like in the middle of watching this. I don't know why. I'm really sorry. Please put this away. But, <laughs> like, okay, so the two brothers do manage to separate from each other because one of them ends up getting killed because one's weaker than the other one. Who's like all of a sudden like living on this very pampered lifestyle can like sword fight with a knife like he's been trained all his life that's and we skill. find it pardon, it's true skill it's just sort yeah, of like nope. fight with a knife sword fight with no i'm not even joking <laughs> i want to say it's a knife fight but no it's a straight up sword fight with this like laser knife like a duel like like thing? a duel and like it's a they, laser knife it's a laser knife <laughs> yeah so um this is how we find out that he has some amazing super powers of some sort that later on we find out more about, and it's very convoluted. And, he's, and I could, he's the only one with it, right? He's the only one with it, but there's like so much to it. I'm not going to get into it, or otherwise I'll be here another 20 minutes describing this anime. Anyway, yeah. that's yeah. the anime yeah. I watched. What is the name of that anime? No idea. What okay, so I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, this one's called Jiu Yo Osai, Planet of the Beast King. So 
Remington was close. Yeah. King Beast Planet. You should do more anime like this where it's just complete trash because I think we have, aside from Cole here and maybe a little bit of me, most of us don't watch complete trash. See, I'm starting to. it's hard me now. Well, yeah, you really brought it. You brought your hard game. I'm going to end up watching Garzy's Wing when I get home and I'm going to hate you. I'm gonna. It's okay. It now. Oh, and you showed us the abridged. So I'm, I'm on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that I'm train. Good. Um, <laughs> I don't think I need to see more of that. No, we're yeah. continuing. I'm running out of good anime to recommend, so be prepared, Preston. It's coming. Oh dear, it's God. coming. Yeah. I watch a lot of trash. I'm, yeah, I'm out of obscure things. So <laughs> I'm just gonna be you stuff have, that this I This is know. episode seven, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is just. Oh, this is pretty I'm just cool. Thinking, I'm, yeah, <laughs> like. Well, there's stuff... You know what? Here's the other thing. We don't talk about... We don't do a comprehensive list of everything that's going on this season. Mm-hmm. There's a lot I still want to recommend from this season that are really just great. Yeah. So, um, we'll get that when we do we'll, the awards. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, now, but that's it. That's yeah. all I got. Thank you for sharing that, Anime Lisa. I You're hope welcome. to never see it. Oh, I ever. hope you do, because it's really good. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> you will <laughs> love say. You made it On Crunchyroll right now. Yeah. We can all watch it. 12 episodes. Battle of the Tops. <laughs> Battle of the Tops. Let's go. Well, guys, oh, we're changing the name of the of the anime podcast. It's going to be called Battle of the Tops. <laughs> Featuring laser knife fights. Featuring laser... No! <laughs> laser knife sword fights. That's a difference, Remington. That's a total oh. difference. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't do well on the Planet of the Beast game. <laughs> You'd be right. eaten by a plant like that. All right. As for you, listeners, thank you for putting up with whatever that anime was, and I hope you never have to watch it. And thanks for listening. You can tune in to CG Magazine, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app to listen to the continuing adventure of the Anime Research Society, brought to you by CG Magazine and the Pixels Inc. podcast. Have a question or comment for the Society? Tweet at us at A underscore R underscore Society, or find us all on Twitter. You can find me at Preston Doza, spelt Z-S-A, Remington... At Remington Joseph. Lisa. At Lisa Awesome with no E's. And Cole. At Kaiser underscore Watson. You can also leave a comment at CG Magazine at CGMagOnline.com. Want more from CG Magazine and Pixels and Ink? Follow us on Twitter at CG Mag Online, Facebook, CG Magazine, Instagram at CG Magazine, and YouTube, CG Magazine. From everyone here at the Anime Research Society, happy researching. Mm-hmm.